Welcome to She Inspires Me. I'm your host, Caroline Bruni, founder of She Inspires Me and Organise Curate Design. Launched as a Facebook passion project back in 2017, She Inspires Me has been reborn to highlight the incredible women we all encounter in our everyday lives and how we can take inspiration from them. Thanks to our key sponsor, Organise Curate Design, I welcome you to listen and get inspired as we showcase these incredible women. Welcome to another episode of She Inspires Me. Today I have the first time I have interviewed two incredible women at once. This is going to be a wild ride. I can see it a mile away. Um, But I have with me Liz Worry and Felicity McGrath, um, who are sisters. So welcome, ladies. Thank you. Hello. (laughs) So I'm going to get stuck in and let our listeners know a little bit about you and then we will jump straight in and and have a chat. So Liz and Felicity are sisters, as I said. Uh, They come from a family of five and they have um, three brothers and, of course, each other as sisters. Liz is now a mother herself um, with two children and her own business fitting breast cancer patients with prosthetics. Felicity is also a mother to three children and had spent 15 years in the corporate um, kind of world working in federal and state government, but has recently taken on a new venture as a director of a childcare centre, which opened in July this year. So I'm sure there's some stories around that, 2020 and opening a childcare centre. Liz and Felicity um, have a sisterly bond that I personally have been able to sense from a mile away, but the moment you meet them, you can really see that that energy is something that they use to really do amazing things in the community. They both have really interesting life stories and um, have classed themselves as an open book. So thank you, ladies, for being on the podcast. Our pleasure. Thank you for having us. So um, I think I mentioned when I reached out to you both that you know, one of the things that really stood out to me lately, so I heard you on a recent podcast and I was like, that's so fascinating. Like, I always find it really interesting. Like, when I first met you both through, so to clarify, we um, have children that go to the same school, so that's how I've met you both through the, through the school community. And um, um, I remember meeting you both and going, whoa, these women are badasses. Like they just seem to have their finger in a million pies and they know everyone and and huge personalities, but I'm sure you get that a lot. Um, but it was just one of those things where I was like, oh, and to be honest, a little bit like, ooh, I don't know, like can I, do I fit in, can, what do I say, how do I do this? Um, but then within a minute, I realise how lovely you both are and and how much you really do kind of bring that community spirit into things. Um, but one of the things that really stood out to me recently is um, I think it was you, Felicity, that had shared something on social media and I anyone that's listened to any episodes of this podcast know that I'm constantly talking about things that I think are really important to share in the community diversity and discrimination is is one of the topics that I've personally experienced so it's something that I talk about and there was a post about something about a local restaurant who had experienced a really racist letter Chinese restaurant and when you shared that Felicity I was like yes awesome thank you um, because it really just takes 
advocates and allies and people to speak up. But I think the thing that blew me away the most, and this was why I'd been like, oh, yeah, I need to reach out to them to get them on the podcast. And then I was like, no, I need to do this now. Like, awesome, well done. Um, I think the thing that also kind of blew me away was this, the response under your post. So all the comments and stuff. But has that been something that you've just always done and I'm going to consciously say Felicity so when you answer we know who's speaking because you both sound really similar but Felicity has that been something that you've always done have you always just been outspoken and gone hey this is a call haha I'm out here outspoken is one way someone might describe it yeah (laughs) oh look and uh, look I I think to to give you the background Mm. on that as well um well the background on what you just introduced says it's funny that you say that um that when you first met us, you were like, oh, oh, how do I fit in, whatever. Yeah. Um, because people, we have been described in the past, which actually we're not offended by many things. You yeah, can pretty yeah. much call us anything you like. But um, <laughs> people have said before that we're intimidating, which I do get offended by yeah. this for some reason because the last thing we would ever want to be is intimidating. Yeah. And sometimes being loud and outspoken um, is mistaken for being bullish and intimidating, mm. um, which, mm, you know, true. which is, because and, and I guess it's to tie into of what, of what we, we want to be, to be yeah, um, and to tie into that, I think you know that post that I shared, which was disgusting, that you know like a Chinese restaurant, and my voice might be a bit husky because Liz and I both hung over because we went to the Chinese restaurant last night, <laughs> which we don't, we haven't been there before, yeah. but I, we, I almost wanted to put my money where my mouth was mm. in that sense because I thought if I'm going to share this post and you know. We should go and Stand actually behind, yeah. support yeah. these people because it's so gross that someone would do that, especially yeah. in COVID, uh, especially after the year everyone's had anyway, but yeah. it's disgusting anyway. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I the post was really about, you know, standing up for people who are being intimidated, I guess, by other people mm. to tie into that notion yeah. that I don't like intimidation because it's just, you know, to do that to people is just and in such an unsolicited and cowardly way to send a note you know, if the person, it's pathetic and not only the fact that the person wrote it off their own back but also to send it anonymously, I think, oh. well, you know what, if you own if it. you think that, yeah. go and own it and which I'm not advocating that they should be allowed to have those no. views yeah, but, but I do think, you know, don't be a coward about it. If you want to go and say what you want to say, say it but you've got to expect the backlash but this person wouldn't take the backlash because they wouldn't put their yeah. Yeah, and probably like you know, if they the fact that they sent a letter as well makes me think that they're probably they're not even online bully standard. They're a bit old school. Um, I I saw that and thought, who writes a handwritten letter these days? But yeah, somebody who is and which I'm yeah, somebody who is a coward because they do not want Mm. to be traced. Which is oh, very much so. And and I think for me, what really stood out to me and and kind of moved me personally is. I realised earlier this year when we had, um, and I've said this before, Black Lives Matter isn't new. It's just happens to be a bit more front of mind for people at the moment. Um, and I realised that I, at the time I shared some stories, my my own personal stories, and I had friends, white friends, that were like, what? this? What do you mean that this happens to you? Like you're just a part of our community and, and we don't yeah. like, what do you mean? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I just don't tell you because it makes people uncomfortable and I don't want to make people uncomfortable because I know you're not part of the problem, so I don't yeah. bring it up. And, and I think sometimes when you, do, when you do that, when you don't actually speak up and go, hey, you know what, like I know that I'm kind of one of the many, but 
yep, sorry, I still get that stuff yeah, too. And yeah. um, and it's just people speaking out and going, no, nah, one, not cool, and two, let's just make sure that we support and, as you said, put your money where your mouth is, actually do all the things. And so well done. And well, I think, and look, if that means that you guys come across as intimidating, then who the hell cares? Yeah, yeah, well, that's, yeah, and, and, and to be honest, we don't really give a shit what people think of us anyway. Yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, really, we that I think a lot of our, I don't know, personalities or our drive to include people and make mm-hmm. sure everyone, you know, we is part of, feels part of something, is born out of our our mum was exactly like that. You know, that was her mandate in life. You just don't, you know, you always look after people. Like, and, you know, and she was the big, you know, my 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 friend used to call her um, pop, parent on patrol, because she'd just be like pulling over and going, do you need a lift? Do you need, where are you going? What are you doing? And, uh-huh. and she'd get, everyone would get in the minibus and be yes. like, you know, she was like, and, you know, she was always just very, um aware of making sure she'd be the one that would go if someone walked into a room at the school function and didn't know anyone she'd go straight up to them and bring them over you know because we all know I mean how yucky that feels when you're like you know by yourself and going oh my god I feel so oh I've no one to talk to it's the worst feeling or you know and 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 there's so many people that would just go oh that person by themselves and turn around and just keep talking to you know their friends and it's just like I just don't I can't, you know, it's now we just see the one person, not the group, you know. So, um, yeah, you just got to. No, Liz, that's such a good point as well. And, and it really ties back into that community inclusion piece that I can see is a, a common thread through everything I've kind of know about you both. But, um, yeah, it's fantastic. Well, let's let's get stuck in. I just wanted to share that with, with I guess, the listeners and, and I guess you guys personally because, um I think it's one thing when you see someone do something good, but it's another thing when you actually go, hey, that was really cool, thank you, because it makes a difference. So um, you both have a a complex personal story with breast cancer um, and that was kind of one of the key things that I wanted to dive into today. But um, before we talk about your personal, your individual stories, I know that this is a story that obviously goes way back to your childhood and your your mother. So, um, Liz, do you want to let us know a little bit about your mum and your childhood? Uh, yeah. Um, so, mum, oh, well, I don't want to start with leading with, I'll start with leading with mum was a, <laughs> she was a, a superstar of a person, obviously, um, mm-hmm. and Did she she was very, yeah, she was just a lot of people, you know, even talking to her friends now and she's been, she died 25 years ago, but, you know, her, her friends still tear up when they talk about her, of like, you know, how much they miss her, you know, and you think, wow, she must have had such an impact on people's lives to, you know, to people to still get upset about it. But um, she, when she was... 36, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. We were five and three at the time. Um, and she was, she didn't, she got told before Christmas Day and she, dad and her knew, but she chose not to tell her mum and dad and sister and brother until Boxing Day because she didn't want to ruin everyone's Christmas. But she went into hospital on Boxing Day um, to have a mastectomy. Wow. Um, because it was very well at yeah. the time they said it was very aggressive and 
not. Yeah, you just had to. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't going to go. They, they really thought you're not going to you're not going to survive this at that time. So mm. so yeah. So yeah, she wow. Drawing, she was drawing maps of um where the laundry was for dad in the house, <laughs> thinking, oh my god, if I'm not here, he's going to need to know how to use this stuff. And we're thinking, oh god, dad, that is pathetic. Oh. <laughs> but I know it's of that generation, but you know. Mm. Um. Anyway, yeah, and then she um proceeded to obviously beat the odds and um, nine years later, unfortunately, had metastasised and had got into her bones. And by that stage, we were then like 14 and 12, I think. Mm. So really from then we, you know, cancelled then really was became part of our lives. Um, yeah. And, you know, she used to just, I mean, but she, having said that, it, she didn't, you know, it wasn't like a Hollywood movie where it was like, oh, she was just, you know, in a room and dying. You know, she, even though she was very sick, she just soldiered on. Got on I remember getting my year 12 results and she was in a neck brace at this stage because her bones in her neck had broken and she was like, and she, I mean, she died three weeks later, not that we knew that was going to happen, but she obviously knew it was happening. But um and she was like, right, what do you what's your favorite meal or cook your dinner? And I'm oh, like, Mom, oh, I, I just remember her like, you know, and dad was like, oh babe, don't worry about it. She's like, no, Lizzie's just got a you know, mm. just got a results. This is so exciting. Oh. And I just think, oh my God. Now having kids myself and listen yeah. like this, you just go, oh, how did she no, and look at us going. I know I'm not going to be here. I just don't. I have this, really and we never had to. She never said that to us. You no. know, like mm. just to be on another sad mm. story that I just remembered. I this really sad. I'm like really up now. I'm like, oh, oh, sorry, oh. I'm going to cry. Sorry, I'm actually in the kitchen. I have this really sad recollection. I remember I got my braces on, mm. and I was mm. so impressed with myself. And there was always ambulances. You'd get home from school, and there'd be an ambulance there. You know. And it wasn't a big deal to us because we just go, oh, there's another ambulance. Mum must have fallen over or something. You know, she'd bend over to um, put the dishes in the dishwasher and then she'd get stuck because her bones were so, you know, brittle by this point. And we're I remember going, like, oh, yeah, like, we're, yeah, we were young going, oh, who cares? You know, yeah, we'd go, yeah, let's go. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, have no idea. They're getting takeaway, you know. Yeah. Um, but I remember coming in and I got the race off and there was ambulance. Mum was stuck in bed. She couldn't get out yeah. of bed. And there was ambulance officers there and they, they had a bathroom, you know, an ensuite. And I was, mum's lying there. She can't move. And there's ambulance officers, you know, helping her. And I'm just staring at myself with this grin on my face, looking at my, you know, my teeth in the mirror. Just like, the breasts out. So, and in and the I'm background, just, mum's just like, stuck at that. I'm going, look at her. Look at her teeth, mum. Look at her. She's going, they look great. She couldn't move her head to look at her. Yeah. Probably like, you're not even looking at me. Um, <laughs> no, just, um, but, you know, you just go, I just go, oh, my God. Like, at the time, uh, she was still trying to be, you know, encouraging of my fabulous teeth. Um, she but never indulge it. In no, never indulge it as ambulance. The ambulance officer was probably going. Ambulance officer is so busy looking at herself yeah. in the mirror. Um, but now, as a mother, I, I now think why. I could see myself mm. doing the same thing because you, you're so happy for your kids that the whole time you're just thinking, oh my God, this is just horrific. I'm going to die and I can't, you know, I'm, I'm, it'll just be, you know, it makes it, it all becomes so much clearer when you're a mother yourself yeah. to go, oh, that pain of knowing mm. you're going to die is just so horrible, you know. Yeah. 
Um, and it's anyway, so that's that. really sad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, well, right. We knew we were going to get that pretty quick. Yeah, but no, I think I think that's really interesting as well. Like, don't get me wrong, I haven't experienced anywhere near that kind of pain whilst trying to parent. Um, but I have, like, you know, you've I've injured myself before, yeah. and I remember kind of having this moment. I was heavily pregnant with my second child, um, and. I was trying to, we were trying to get the dogs in the boot and my husband went to close the boot and he knocked me and I, like I fell backwards. He just caught me before I landed on my butt. Um, But my sunglasses had hit my nose and so I had this cut on my nose and he was like, you're bleeding and I'm going like this thinking the nose is, the blood's coming out of my nose but it was the bridge of my nose and I was kind of just like in in this fluster and I'm pregnant so I'm like freaking out about the baby. But then I heard my eldest son screaming because he was trying to work out what was going on and I just flicked a switch I got up I sat down I cleaned up my face and he was like and he just stopped and I was like everything's fine we're just gonna go get an ice pack and this is what we're gonna do and I just went into this mode and I think this is what we do as parents especially mothers oh yeah and it sounds like even lying not being able having no mobility going braces look great or go you Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep. And I'm sure you have so many of those stories. I did hear you mention uh, there was something that made me giggle um, when I listened to the other podcast interview you'd done, something about like prosthetics being in the bath or oh, always yeah. drying like around the house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She, it was just like she'd just, yeah, whip it out. I mean, you know, she'd just pull it out and it'd just be sitting on the mum's washing boot. machine, on yeah. the washing machine, mum's boot, like, you know, or floating in the bath while she's having a bath. And she'd, say, and she'd say, I remember she, we were being naughty once and she's like, right, you know, I'm going to go up the street, I'm going to take my wig off, I'm going to take my boob out. And she also, she sounds like a hideous monster. Yeah. She had false teeth too. <laughs> she said, oh, I'm going to take God. my teeth out, my wig off, my boob out, and we're all going to go up to the street. And we're like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, because she was just like, right, well, well, if you don't stop being naughty, then I'll, I'll do that. Like, shit. what a powerhouse like she and like there's that element of when you were talking about her kind of rounding up kids and kind of do you need a lift what can I do how I how do I include you and I'm I'm sure she'd be incredibly proud to see that those fundamental values that are what I see in you guys like I know first and even as you describe that scenario of coming into a room that was our experience two years ago coming back, in my case, coming back into the school community and kind of going, oh, this is the party for all the new prep parents and you guys were hosting and yeah. it was so inclusive and everyone found their place and everyone felt welcomed and, yeah, obviously something you got from mum, so that's beautiful. Yes, yeah. thank you. So we fast forward to, is it five years ago or seven years ago, Liz? Seven years ago seven yeah so we fast forward to about seven years ago and you have your own personal experience with breast cancer so how old were you at the time so I was 36 at the time and um I yeah just found a lump um and I'd always been very diligent because of our history um and I um, I'm gonna cut you off for a sec now when you talk about history I personally don't know a lot about breast cancer. So there's a genetic Oh, sorry. Approach, like, yeah, no, so sorry. I meant test? my history with mum. Mum having it. No, we don't have a, we don't have a gene. Um, well, we didn't. Well, at this stage we didn't know anyway um, because we weren't, 
when mum got it, they said, look, there was no history in our family of having it and her sister, you know, no lines. Um, and so the, they just, the doctor said, look, she's just probably pretty unlucky that she, that a random, you know, it happens that someone can get it and yep. there's no, we can't test for a gene because, you know, you don't have a lineage, a line of it. Um, yeah, in the blood, and so in the family. It, yeah, we, they just said, look, you've got as much chance as the next person of getting it. It doesn't okay. actually mean anything. So, um, I just, yeah, but because obviously mum did get it, we were more aware of going, okay, oh, better check if there's a lump, I'd better go to the GP and make sure versus uh, it'll be a nothing, you know. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, so I had, um, yeah, found a lump and, um, but I'd just finished breastfeeding. So I thought, oh, um, oh, maybe it's probably just a milk duct or something. But the GP mm. um, had, when I saw the GP, she said, look, you know, let's just give you, get an ultrasound and a um, mammogram and, you know, we'll just, I'm sure it's nothing, but because I'd had cysts before and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. I just assumed, oh, we'll just be another cyst. And so off I went to get the scans and um, had the mammogram and they, in the ultrasound, seemed to be taking a long time, but I thought, oh, no, that's happened before. That's, this is just, you know, it, it'll be the same yeah. thing. And as it, anyway, she came in and said, oh, okay, have you got an appointment following this? Oh, sorry, you, she didn't say that. She said, you need to call your doctor in half an hour. And I said, why? What's, because in the past that always said, have you got a follow-up appointment? Great, here's your scans, see ya. And they said, you need to call your doctor. And I was like, what, what do you mean? Oh, and they, and they can't say <laughs> it, obviously, because they're not allowed. Yeah, they're not um, yeah. As it turned out, my GP who, was our family GP, was mum's GP because we ended up back in the same neighbourhood living um, where we Mm -hmm. grew up. Um, She knew the the radiologist knew, went to uni with the GP and he had seen it and thought, oh, God, I'm going to, I need to make sure that this is not let, you know, that Maureen get straight on ladies. Yeah, so she'd been given the heads up. So when I called my GP, I went home to Felice and she had um, Tommy and Ellis because she was looking after them. And I said, oh, my God, they said I've got to call the doctor. Like that's, and Felicia's like, what do you mean? Have you called? And I'm like, oh, it'll be nothing. Like I'm sure it's nothing. They just. And then I called the doctor and she said, oh, they're just very worried about the scene. And But I, we were going away for my best friend's wedding to Byron the next day. So I was like, oh, I don't have time to do this, like to have breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Like I've got to go, I seriously was saying to the doctor, well, but I'm, I, I, can I go away? I need to come. I have to go away. And she's like, all right, well, you, you can go away, but you need to get into the surgeon on the following Friday. And mm-hmm. anyway, we, the following Friday, the breast surgeon basically said, look, you've got breast cancer and I've booked you in for a mastectomy in two weeks' time. And I was like, oh, oh, shit. And, yeah, but, I mean, yeah. And so then the journey began of, you know, treatment and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, yeah. And yeah. And how far from that first appointment on yeah. that Friday to are you in the clear now? Like how does that work? Uh yeah, it's a weird yes. Uh, like I'm I'm clear of cancer. Yep, as yeah, like I don't have any well, as far as they know. I mean the thing yes, I'm I I'm I'm clear. They kind of say what well, you it's now they sort of say it used to be like a five year Thing that they'd say after five years, you know, if it hasn't come back, you're, you're pretty good to go. I mean, mum's came back after nine, so it was like, 
but they have what they've done now is the medica. I'm on medication for ten years basically. Um, so okay, I have, right. yeah, I have a monthly injection and I take a daily tablet. And what mm-hmm. they've said is because they were finding that in this the type of you know cancer that or the hormone you know the presentation of the what I had um, is generally they found that if we keep people on medication for ten years, you've got that's a better chance of it not coming back. Yeah, better chance of yeah. not coming back. Okay. So yeah, I'm not sick now, like at all. Yeah. Like, you know, it's kind of like a weird thing. You you don't feel sick. You get because you just find a lump, and then you're made to feel very sick. You know, you bomb mm. the chemo and whatever, and then you feel well again. And but the, you know. but the the thing, uh, I'll just I'll just put, uh, put words in your mouth. Yes. The the, the scary thing that you've got at the moment is yeah. every time because Mum's yeah. um, presentation was that she hurt her back. And then her back wouldn't get better. So then she went to the doctor and they went, oh, hang on, we'll do some scans. And then they saw that she had bone cancer. Mm-hmm. So, and in those days, you only went, I think they did a tamoxifen for five years. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So she'd only been on this drug for five years at the time. They thought that meant you were sort of cancer free. Mm-hmm. So she sort of thought, right, good to go, off I go. Um, and, and the shifting for Liz now is that when she's got a sore back or a sore leg or whatever, a sore hip, mm-hmm. she had a it, it, it's like, oh, it's not going to, you know, in the back of her mind is what what's going on? Why is this going away? Whereas I might, or, you know, somebody else might have a sore back and they go, oh, I'll go get some physio, you know. So yeah. you're not sick, but there's there's, there, there's a level yeah. of fear. Yeah, I, I read some of like something once that someone had written about, you know, it, it's like just having someone, I mean, it was it was written way better than I'm actually going to describe right now. <laughs> um, but That's right. It was basically, but that you know, the one thing I remember is sort of, it's like someone just coming up and having a gun held against your head. They're not, um, they're not pulling the trigger, just following oh, you around. So like you, Russian roulette. Yeah, the trigger could get pulled, but it could never get pulled. You oh. know, it's like, yeah. Whoever wrote that, yeah, stress and anxiety that that would build, like as you said, like. What could just be? Oh, I've got a bit of a sore back. To oh god, and, yeah. and I think that thing booming again. And I think the thing that shocked me initially was not the because you know breast cancer if you get it early is very as a high rate of you know compared to pancreatic cancer or something. But you know, um, mm. uh, sorry, it's a good one to get um, that way. So <laughs> if you get one, um, yeah, yeah. as Mum would have said. Um, but yeah, the thing is, I didn't kind of realize that I was like, okay, cool. So, okay, so we do this, we do the mastectomy, do the chemo, the radiation, the you know, um, hormone treatment. Oh, sorry, not hormone treatment, um, the tamoxifen or whatever, and then that's good. And I said, oh, but if it comes back, like what? And they go, well, because I remember saying, what's my chance of survival, you know? And she said, well, mm-hmm. you've got, you know, Based on your pathology, you know, you've got an 80% chance that you'll be cured and a 20% chance that it could come back. And I go, oh, okay. So I'm thinking, so if there's 10 people in a room, like eight of us are going to be okay and two of us aren't. And the more people I know that have had it, I'm like, are they going to get it back? Is it me? You know, Mm -hmm. not that I think about this every day, but, you know. No, of course. um, But. And then when she said, I said, okay, so if it came back and she goes, well, then we wouldn't be able to cure you. And I was like, oh. So then I would. Oh, but, you know, I was like, I mean, I could have a life for another 15 years. It's not like I'd die that next mm. day. But it, 
if it's still only 15 years. I know, so. and but you know, and you kind of, and I remember saying to someone, 80% chance, and they're like, well, that's pretty good, 80% chance. And I'm thinking, Maybe but you want to take a chance? And you know, I mean, people go, "Yeah, that's true." Yeah, so I percent is pretty good. I know. Well, I would have said it already. But you know, I do. You know, you go, "Oh, you could be hit by a bus," and I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I get people are trying to be positive, but I'm like, yeah, that's what." I'm going to punch them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's true. Oh like, try, I mean, I know that people are trying to be nice, but it's like, mm. well, I prefer to not have any cancer yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than the good one anyway. Yeah. So, I know people are trying yeah, to be nice. Yeah, when you said before, oh, this is a good one, I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, not really. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear that? Not really, but I can't <laughs> get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I'm so jealous of Lee. She got the good cancer. <laughs> she got the good cancer. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, my goodness. Mm. Um, well, it's. Thank you for sharing that because as personally I touch wood, I've been very, very fortunate that I don't have anyone really close to me that's experienced cancer. Yeah. And um, I think when you just don't have something in your life, you, you don't really understand it. Like anything, yeah. And that was the thing. Like I had no idea until I, I listened to the other podcast interview that that you had both done and and then I was like wow I reminded me once again we all have so many stories and yes. definitely can't judge a book by its cover yeah. um but then I think the thing that kind of blew me away again was Felicity your story so well, how you fit into the kind of this timeline and and then the choices that you've made so when did you choose to have your surgery and kind of talk us through how that works um, well, I couldn't let Liz have all the get all the limelight. So, yeah, um, so like competition and attention. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The younger sister that's yeah. always like, "Oh, can yeah. I play? Can yeah, I have my she, beach she, taken too?" Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the background to that though is that um, we did so when Mum had cancer and we checked if we could get tested for the gene. They said no, you have to have two in your genealogy line or whatever. And then because Liz had then got it. Um, we could get the test for the BRCA1 and BRCA2 gene. So, um, and how that works is you get the test, but the, um, of these stats are probably um, slightly mm. incorrect. I don't know. I don't know that, but I, I remember. Fake, yeah, this is totally fake news. <laughs> um, uh, I remember sometime one of them saying, end up that we didn't have the, the gene. Um, and they said, but, you know, 95% of people who get tested don't have the gene. Mm, so you've yeah, got to have two people in your family line to even get the test. And even if you do, very unlikely that you've even got the gene. So a lot of people, there's a gene going around, lots of genes going around, but they might not have the ones that they know of. Um, so oh, we did the test, didn't have the gene, and I said to them, well, what do I do? Do I, you know, I don't know, what do I do about this? And they said, look, you can just do ultrasounds and mammograms. They can't say to you, you should get um, no, they're, not they're not allowed to. So they said this and I said, okay, well, whatever. So I started getting mammograms and ultrasounds and then I sort of got sick of that. And that was only probably for six months or something. Um, And then I I don't know if I'd had my third child by then, had I? I No, because I'd made decided. Yeah, I had, but as in when I was doing the ultrasound. Anyway, I don't know. But I'd had a third child and I was breastfeeding and I 
fucking hated breastfeeding. So there was a there was a um, part of this that I thought I'll just get my boobs cut off and then I all the pressure to breastfeed would be taken off me because I just have yeah, boobs. That's so not your fault. Yeah, sucked in yeah. breastfeeding association. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so then I decided so I can keep doing these ultrasounds and mammograms, but it's not preventative because it's just I'm just waiting till they find something to then do something about it. So I was like, and once they find it. And you're fucked you know, anyway. Yeah, really. it's not like, just, you know, you've got, got yeah, down yeah. Um, and so I decided to have the mastectomy, but I say I say it like yeah. it very flippantly, and it, it in some ways to me it was quite a flippant decision because we grew up with a mum that didn't have a boob, and mm-hmm. and, and in those days you really didn't have any boob; it was just flat, you know, mm-hmm. and, a, no and a big no reconstruction. Yeah. You know, looked like a big, and the scar was quite, was quite radical, radical yeah. and you know. Um, and I remember at one time mum saying years ago mm. oh, she was going to, this is pre her getting cancer again, yeah. um, but she was thinking about getting a reconstruction. In those days the reconstructive surgery was like violent. Yeah. And I remember showing mm. pictures. It looked like it had been cigar. shot. Yeah, like yeah. a cigar had been burnt and they'd do stages of it all and all this sort of stuff. And I was like thinking, why would you? I think I said we said to her, yeah. "Why would you bother?" Like mm. you know, and she was like, "Oh, I don't know, because I just want to feel in like bathers you know, and in bathers. I don't want to feel you know, because we were sort of like, who cares if you don't have a boob? But I mean, yeah. again, you know, until you've walked in someone's shoes, I mean, I didn't know, I don't know what it's like to to have only one boob and have yeah. to wear, you know, just not, I don't know, um, to feel constantly. feel like that. Um, but so in terms of me getting mine done, and Liz had had hers done, oh, it was a flippant decision for me, or, or a less traumatic traumatic decision because I didn't really care I don't really care too much about um how I look um and you and know she didn't have boobs. I'd shit boobs I'd shit boobs I we both did so yeah. we're like you know what I was shut, up now yeah I was I can show I can send, <laughs> if, if your listeners want to pre that and post photo I can certainly send one around uh, because <laughs> that might I found a photo of my she boobs showed last I showed them at dinner last night everyone pre-surgery and there they were I had udders yeah, which I can't believe I actually <laughs> didn't these are they were gross but now um, they're so neat yeah they're like. neat they're, we've got neat boobs now <laughs> yeah. um so yeah so I ended up um getting having a double mastectomy and loved it because you know then I never wear a bra anymore yeah. you know you don't have to go to people's you know sleepovers or weekends away and you've got your big dangly yeah, boobs yeah, well, down. Oh, well, well. Yeah, I'm like, oh, girl. The low fights are easy. You're like, it's totally fine. Yeah. 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 You very much. I'm sure someone out there is going to be like, that sounds way too simple. But I, know, I, I really love your and, and as a, uh, you know, as we've said, the, it's, we were in, oh, we, I'm speaking on your yeah, behalf. Well, I mean, we were, well, well. Um, but we're in a stage of our lives. We, had partners, we had kids, we'd done that. So it, well, you it, weren't out clubbing and dating, correct? No, and so it would be young. a lot different if you were maybe, you know, it was an, maybe potentially it's an easy decision to make when you're already mm. got that behind you. But for other women who I don't have a choice because it's they've got breast cancer and have to have it removed, yeah. um, or they've got a gene, or you know, maybe it's mm. not as a, I imagine it, oh, it yeah. would be not easy yeah. to do. It. So if I was younger, we, and all you know, that, it would have been horrible. It's all contextual. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to, like, so, yeah, don't, to other people. <laughs> no, but I appreciate that's kind of the mindset. So you yeah. just, it's your story. So yeah, you're the, yeah. that's the only um, way you can tell it. Because that would be hard for someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, but that said, then I did do the mastectomy, mm. but, but they had done an ultrasound on the Thursday to check if I had cancer. 
which in hindsight is a really weird thing because who gives a shit? I don't really know why they did that because yeah. it doesn't really matter. I mean, I'm getting oh, my boots off anyway. they wouldn't have. I don't know. They've got to. Anyway. So, does that mean that you're, like, I guess, same question that I had for Liz, does that mean that you're in the clear because it's less likely that you'll get breast cancer well, because of, you've had the surgery? Yes. Yeah. Well, I so I'd done the um, ultrasound on the Thursday, had the surgery on the Tuesday, and on the third, Thursday they do pathology on you to check, mm-hmm. to okay. tissue to ch- check you, and I did have cancer, but it was in it was in a duct, which means so that when it's in a duct, you could just have that removed and you don't have to have further treatment. Oh, right. invasive. Yep. So, you know, so I was lucky I had that. Yeah. yeah. And I was 36 to come out. Well, pretty much like Same story as wow. well. I imagine it would have yeah. become invasive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I and and, and mum and Liz had a fairly aggressive mm. form of cancer, so there's every chance that mine would have been the same, mm. I would suspect. Um, because the yeah. thing is, for some reason, younger women who get breast cancer generally get this HER2 receptive type of cancer that's the aggressive one. So it's is like, that because your hormone levels at that time? No, yeah, like estrogen. Sure. And but yeah, you tend no because that's a separate. Yeah, it's got a re, it's a receptor on the tumor that for some reason right. it tends to be in younger women that get that. God, women just get right. a fucking raw deal. I mm. swear to God. Yeah, we get some pretty shit. Yeah. Oh my God! Like honestly, I would say like you know our things are always like you know periods and all mm. you know all these sort of stuff. Yeah, when you have to, I've, I've got sons, but when I hear it from mothers that have to explain periods to their daughters, and then their daughters go. That's a shit deal. Like oh, when yeah. it's every month. Every month. Every they have to do that every month. month. Uh, yeah. And then boys just go, oh, wet dream. Which yeah. is like a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. fuck you. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and then it's when it's over thing. or not all over, then we get to do um, menopause. Yeah. Well that's oh, Liz is in menopause. Oh. Um and right. then, yeah, yeah, so we get all those fun things and then they say we're the weakest sex. I mean fuck Um <laughs> Yeah. No. Yeah, so anyway, so then I'm not. She inspires me. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, yeah. And he she and he doesn't. He fucking does, he does nothing for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Man. So that was uh that was my uh side of it. And then yeah, so now we're both cancer free. I don't have any uh, you know, I didn't have to have any treatment or anything, so I was just lucky mm-hmm. that I did at the time. And um yeah, I, I you know, I mean we'll always it, cancer's always been part of our lives. Like our dad's got prostate cancer as well. Um, now and you know, and so when it's interesting that you say that yeah. you d- you don't really have anybody close that has had cancer because I think that's pretty really? remarkable. Because I, I mean, yeah. for us, it seems like everybody's yeah got cancer or, yeah. Had it or somebody's had it or whatever. Um, yeah, I just I almost not surprised when the next maybe it's like when you're yeah, yeah. no, I completely agree with you. And I think that's the thing. So at the start of this year, we we lost our dog who got cancer. That's oh, the, but from a human perspective, that's it. Like I, I that's you know, I've had like second or third uncles or people that I'm not super close with and mm. didn't really have around me growing up. But um, yeah. yeah, it's it, and I do. I find that really. I, I feel incredibly lucky because I. I know that most people have someone mm. or even just, oh, my neighbour or whatever, yeah, but yeah. I haven't really experienced right. that. So that's, that's feel, why I, I feel like you're the, uh, you're some sort of, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm yeah like maybe you need to yeah, go I'm around town to some hospitals and get yeah. some tests because something's going on. 
We're the opposite. Yeah, well, we get like I being of um like African and Mauritian yeah. descent. There's a whole lot of other stuff we get, yeah, so yeah. don't worry. Like yeah. we get we get yeah. other stuff. We just yeah. Yeah. just happen to have not gotten. Oh, you're not so. <laughs> Yeah, God forbid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to walk out of here thinking you're the shit. Yeah. You got other problems. Oh, no. <laughs> I had a, um I had a guest recently um and we were talking I think she was just saying how she's like just not she's picked one thing that she's really good at and and I think I said something at the time like oh yeah like I'm really good at trying lots of things and she goes oh here we go you're so good at all the things I went no I'm just a massive try hard like yeah, yeah. I just try lots. Yeah. good at all the things I try, but yeah. <laughs> just for yeah. clarity. Um, yeah, so just for clarity. No, yeah. just not scot-free for yeah, health. No, no, no. Well, that's good that's to hear. That's good to hear. So one of the things that I've really loved in well, the month of October that's just passed is when I got to take, well, we, we shop at Baker's Delight and my son, who um, knows your children, Liz, um, was like, oh, I heard Tommy's famous. Yeah. And he's out there. Oh, yeah. And Tommy had told everyone. Oh, and, yeah. um, and then the we got to the, yeah, every time we go to Baker's Delight, like, which is at least once a week, um, it was Tommy's famous and look at him with his parents. <laughs> and it was so sweet. Um, but did you get a lot of that? Was that oh, exciting? Kind of being super famous for a for Oh, a not me. I didn't want, I like, <laughs> I would have preferred not to be in the photos. Well, we didn't realize it was going to be like everywhere no. yeah and it was also exactly. run in may as well to yeah. postpone the campaign mm. and that was everyone was like this is ridiculous oh. like people in noosa were texting us going, yeah. you're up here too i'm like yeah. oh my god this is embarrassing that's so cool yeah. oh, no i don't like, oh, cool. like if, you, if you're up for that like don't get me wrong um sometimes when your face ends up yeah. everywhere um yeah. i've had a funny experience this year so i i did a photo shoot for Business Victoria and that was meant to just be for their business stuff. But currently when you got it when you need to when you're a business owner and you need to search for information about business and COVID, my face is on the website. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want to be the face of business and COVID. Like yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. To- <laughs> Oh, I know. No, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't always but yeah, my my kids were super excited. My oh, no, and my, excited. it was good for the kids. Yeah, they loved it. They loved it. The lady at Baker's, one of a, a friend went into Baker's Delight in, in Ashburton and said, oh, um, oh, I know them. And the Baker's Delight chick says, said, oh, yeah, everyone says that. Because obviously, you know, <laughs> everyone people, knows it's, all, yeah. Yeah, it's a local one. It's not like we know everyone, but everyone who walked in would go, because it's so odd to see everyone you know on well, I, just, I I think that's that was my first reaction. Like the first time I saw it, I was like, "Wait, what?" And then yeah. when and then I noticed more and more, and obviously saw on social media and and whatever else, which was really cool. But um, Liz, when you did the interview, I, I really and we're going to make sure that we share the links to the videos in the show notes because oh, they're God. just gorgeous. Uh, trust yeah. me, oh, I like I know, them. We don't I know, I can't watch them. Disgusting. They're so good though, and the um, for radio, really yeah. Me. <laughs> Got a face voices for voices, um, yeah, voices for male voiceovers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but both videos, um, Liz, obviously yours with your, um, with your family, and then obviously the two of you together. But did you? Uh, I was watching your. You, I could almost see this part of your brain that was in mum mode as your kids were squirming oh, and like <laughs> so, so annoying. <laughs> it was hilarious because I know that face. Every mother knows that face. Oh, but did I was you like, like hey. you know, and you're going, 
Yeah. Uh, I want to just kind of get a little bit of a stronger hold on you. Yeah. It's not going to not yeah, be pinch, seen to other people. Pinch you on the back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But then Tommy would probably go, stop, you're hurting me. Oh, and yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then you know, oh, yeah. worst mother ever. Can't oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, um, but yes, that was uh, hey, but they hey, spoke so well about kind of their thoughts and stuff. So, did you did they kind of have prompting questions or was that really off the cuff? Uh, in uh, no, it was just some so asking. I think it was like a question about like how do they feel about mum and yeah, no, they were just like we just had someone into like a cameraman and a guy kind of going okay, and just, just talking to us like this and they just, yeah, they yeah. didn't get pre-prepared. Yeah, they weren't, they, yeah. that was completely off the cuff for them. Good. Yeah. yeah, and it was really lovely because your, your daughter, which to me kind of really hit me in the guts a bit because I was like, oh, that poor little soul. Like, oh, no. And I'm sure you guys had that growing up with mum as well, which was, oh, yeah, now is that what she's thinking and is that how she's feeling? But but articulated herself so well and kind of understanding that she needs to be aware and mm. and um and just how it's impacted her and well, your to be family. honest, that actually that kind of you know punched mm. me in the guts too because mm. I she'd never said that before and when she kind of said, "Well, I'm just worried I might get it," I was like, "Oh, God, I can't believe yeah. you're only bloody nine years old and you yeah. your mind's already you know." And I felt mm. like oh, I should have put her in the campaign, just slamming it round. No, but I, I actually uh, found yeah. that to be really beautiful because though it's the reality of the situation, but at the same time, the fact that she can very easily articulate that and and with videos like that, I think to me, storytelling and content is really important because it gives us voices and it gives us messages around there to know that we're not alone in whatever we're in. Yeah. Um, and there would be other kids going, oh, okay, cool. Like I'm not the only person that thinks about this because of my mum or my auntie or my whoever. Um, and I'm not the only kid that has to think about this. Yeah. And mm. yeah, no, so that's and that's why we're the- always happy to, you know, for this is probably a bit more of an open book than me, um, although, I mean, God, I'm hardly a closed book. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, um, but I, I, that's why we're, you know, with everything like with our children and, you know, having their, um, you know, being on the spectrum and their issues, um, you know, it's more like oh, if, if you can share and someone can take something from that or it can help someone, then why wouldn't you? Like, I you know, just on that, I remember and saying I'm an open book because I, just um, shut up about myself. Maybe, maybe it's more of an ego thing. Yeah. But, but no. I, uh, uh, the first, we, we organised Mother's Day lunch before you were back, Caroline, and uh, the first one, and I was sort of emceeing, I guess, and um, somebody wanted me to plug their husband was doing a ride for mental health. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, you know, everyone give money to him and la, la, la. I said, you know, I suffer from uh, um, depression and I take antidepressants and all this sort of stuff. And people sort of like, oh, oh, you know, because, oh, again, because when, cause I'm a loud and confident person, you know, you're always laughing and, you know, da, da, da. people think, I oh, know, you mm. could possibly suffer from depression. But the amount of people that came, it was so interesting because the amount of women that I didn't even know coming up to me and saying, oh, my God, you made me feel so much better. I've been, you know, on because I was trying to pedal 
my antidepressants yeah, telling people to be been a pharmaceutical oh, I, or a drug dealer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like you know, I, I was telling everyone to get on the antidepressants mm. if you need to. You know, basically anybody who cries around me, I'm trying oh, to like, shove, you need to be on shove antidepressants. Shove antidepressants. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm like, no, nah, depressed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the amount of women that came up to me mm. and were like, "Thank you, oh my god, you know, I've, I've been on antidepressants." Mm. Like, why are you fucking embarrassed? Like, don't be embarrassed. You wouldn't be embarrassed if you broke your arm. So, why? But you know, to me, it's just a broken head, or you know, yeah, whatever. Um, but I think you know, if make normalizing things, especially with your kids, you know, yeah. and and it's great now because kids, you know, and I love how they, you know, if someone's gay, they oh. kids don't even flinch. They couldn't give a shit because it's not, you know, yeah. well, it's normalized, and mm. that's the way it should be. So, you know, and, and right. another yeah. one little tidbit I'll just give to listeners. Something that I heard that I thought was a really good idea. They said, it might have been me, a friend of mine, um, or somebody like that, said, You talk to your kids when you're in the car, oh, yeah. when you're driving, because, like, about stuff that they might not want to talk about, because they, they, firstly, they can't get out. Um, but also, there's a sort of a distraction. You're both facing the front. They can look out the window and be telling you stuff that might they might not tell you because it's sort of awkward conversations yeah. that you're not staring face to face with them. I thought that's a really good mm. idea. You know, maybe when they're a little bit older as yeah. well, teenagers, if things are going on and whatever, just to make sure that they can talk to you, but not in this sort of let's sit down and have an intervention yeah, yeah. conversation. So anyway, that's my little tidbit. Yeah, stolen off me a friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's such a great tip as well because I and I agree um we we live just we live in Mount Waverley so we're kind of like 10 15 minutes or so depending on traffic from school and that's my go-to time for conversations and things like that because it's true like when you have to sit and have eye contact and have awkward conversations take the eye contact out and it's not quite as awkward and um but I think setting the example of being okay with being uncomfortable yeah, yeah, and being okay with calling stuff out and going, yeah, there's no such thing as normal, and mm. none of us actually fit in a box. Um, it's funny the episode just before today's, um, I I spoke to an author and she's just recently released a, a fiction book, but it is about um this young boy who doesn't um fit in the box and and just a, a story along the lines of that, and and I was saying to her that I don't know when we all decided that we were supposed to fit into a box but I don't know many people that do um and it's actually exhausting trying to squeeze yourself into it um because you find that you know I find that people that don't fit in the box when they get home they're like oh exhausted that's when hopefully they can be themselves and um having kids on the spectrum and and all of that sort of stuff and but there's so many boxes um like we talked about race earlier, that's a box. Um, we talked, we've talked about genders and how um, gender and how the guys kind of get it easy physically, yeah. but we yeah. know in society, in, in a lot of cases, they get it easier than we do. There's so many boxes, um, but if we can be talking to our kids and just reminding them that they're just contra- constructs and we don't actually have to live by them, we can mm. break the rules and gender equality now exists and mm. well, um, you know, um, marriage equality now exists and those sorts of things are really important. So good oh, tip. Yeah. Yeah. Look, listen to a podcast and then talk to your kids. Or listen yeah. to something like this and then the kids would be like, what did she say about menopause? Yeah, yeah, Do yeah. Do I have yeah. that too? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Even menopause has the word men in it. I can't. Don't start yeah. me. Don't start me. <laughs> Some kind of curse. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's so funny. Um, 
So as we start to wrap up, before we kind of move away from the conversation about breast cancer, Liz, tell us about your business. Um, I've heard that, I think I've heard that you don't really ever give it much of a plug. So <laughs> this is it. Yes, this is right. the time yeah, a, to I'm be telling us. Marketing. Mm, that's wow. Well, well, we can have a chat after. <laughs> that kind yeah. of for a living. <laughs> but um, so when did you launch your business? Uh, in, oh my God, what, what are we in? Uh, 2020. Oh, uh, God, how can you do that? I know, I know we're in 20, yeah. No, uh, it was at the end of 2018 is when I started. Um, and, yeah, I mean, God, it's so weird how life works because if someone had said to me <laughs> seven years ago, Oh no! You what you're gonna do is have a small business and you're gonna go into people's homes and fit them with breast prosthetics. I'd be like, uh, no, I'm not. I work in HR in a, in a pharmaceutical company. That's not what I do. Like you know, um, but it, yeah, it's just um, I don't know. I I kind of I got a redundancy from my um, previous role and that I worked uh, and I finished treatment and all that sort of stuff. And I kind of thought, oh, I want to take a bit of time off just to. You know, I feel like I felt like I missed a bit of Tommy and Alice's life, and um, so I took some time off, and then kept taking time off, and thought, oh, now I've really got to get a job and go back into the world. And I was like, oh my god, I don't want to go back into that corporate life. Like I don't mm. want to do that anymore. It's just not me. Um, and so then I just sort of fell into this other role to do with um, medical rehab products and breast prosthetics, and um, and then off that I sort of thought you know what I'd actually like to do it myself and be the the fitter and go in and help cancer patients like you know because mm-hmm. I can definitely identify with it and um and if I can you know and not that I would ever go in there going I've had it I know what you're going through you know like because mm-hmm. everyone's different you know um yeah. but you know I remember fitting my first person and I and she put on the, and I was, I mean, I, I was so nervous thinking, oh, my gosh, I've never done this before, but I wouldn't tell her that, <laughs> you know, and yeah, kind of put, stood in front of the mirror and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, and like, you know, it's so invasive for someone, like, um, mm-hmm. and she put the breast, we got her fitted and put the breast for me and she looked in the mirror and she said, oh, my God, I feel normal again. Oh, my God. And yeah, wow. I thought, wow. I, I remember getting in my car and it was in Ballarat, my appointment, and, you know, I was like, beggars can't be choosers. I'll have to drive two hours for my first appointment, yeah. you know. Probably spent more on petrol and e-tag and whatever. But, like, you know, um, but I got in my car and I had such a sense of, like, that's that so yeah. empowering. Oh, yeah. my God, I felt so. Mm-hmm. I thought, geez, I don't think I've ever had that feeling in my other job, you know, like, and I just mm-hmm. thought, this is awesome. Like, so why do they get reconstruction? Some people don't oh, want to. Yeah, or? lots of people don't want to. Like, and just think, I'm old, you know, because a lot of people, I'm old. And cost, obviously. Yeah, yeah or, or you've got, they've got to wait a year or two because they're in public, public system, yeah. so they can't. Oh, um, so they might be getting one eventually. Mate, yeah, oh, okay. some people will. Yeah. But a lot of the, sorry, I'm just trying to shut down your business. No, like, yeah, yeah. Get, get reconstructed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't end it now. I'm going to need to become a plastic surgeon. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, it's a very personal choice. I mean, yeah. people go, That's you know what, I've been, I'm, been through enough sickness. I don't want to have another surgery. I don't want to. Yeah. You know, I just want to be normal. Yeah, well, again, a, a lot of it is that. Like the I do, only reason I ask is, you know, like with a reconstruction, you obviously do it straight away. So it's more like, well, you just, but obviously there's obvious factors that I had 
Mm. Hadn't bothered to think about. So yeah. there you go. Because everyone's, <laughs> yeah, everyone's not me. Everyone's not me. bastards. We'll keep your business running. Don't listen to Felicity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going I'm to get a rival business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, um, yeah, so it's honestly one of the most rewarding things. I, I don't look, I suppose I'm so bad at marketing because I actually don't, my husband will kill me, but I don't do it for the money. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's you know, but I I really go oh if I could, you know it's it's more like it's I think I'm getting more out of it than the dollars don't matter. It's the like for me if I go oh, I can make someone feel good. Yeah, it's so it's awesome. Yeah. Like I love it. It's a, um, it's a sense of purpose. Yeah, and you know oh yeah, and just yeah. I had, like, I'm my my marketing brain is like going a million miles an hour right now. Like I'm thinking, oh, there's a story there, and there's a <laughs> there's a real passion story. And how do we get that message out to people and yeah. make yeah. sure we don't lose the essence of that humbleness? And yeah, my brain's going a million. Yeah, miles an hour. I know. Well, you know, you kind of go for the when I think of the patient or the customer, I, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I go. I would hate to think I'm marketing to them. You know, like it's like. In, in their most vulnerable time, like no. you know, I just but, but you know, you're doing it for the right reasons. You know, like I mean, I'm doing it obviously for yeah. income as well. I'm not yeah. some mother, you know, like savior, yeah. but like, yeah. but you know, it. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, we will make sure list. that we. <laughs> we'll make sure that we add the the details of the business. Um, fittings by Liz to the show notes so if anyone is interested or anyone just knows someone that probably hasn't even thought of this as an option um, but that would make the world of difference to their feeling of self-esteem and just just kind of getting back into just feeling physically feeling yeah and as Liz has said before or even if if uh, even if someone just wants to talk yeah. about you know, uh, someone yeah. out there that's been diagnosed or has a friend or whatever, and not not for for me to fit them, but even just to yeah. talk about yeah. cancer, just cancer and what happened, yeah. or want to ask a question. I'm happy to always speak to yeah. someone, you know, and t- talk to them about. Yeah, yeah, and so people just have that opportunity to not feel alone, which yeah, is yeah, absolutely one of the hardest things. Yeah. So we've survived. Almost November. We've almost survived 2020. We've done remote learning. We, we've done so much remote learning. Um, we have, um, you know, you guys obviously live very close to each other and that sisterly bond would have been tricky when you're not supposed to. Well, you're oh. in the five kilometres from each other, yeah. but like all that sort of stuff. Um, are there any projects, exciting things? Felicity, what's happening with the business? Mm. Uh, so we opened in July, which is a uh, great time to open. And then uh, so it was, it's was. it been a really difficult time to open a childcare centre because the rules kept changing and we've got to be COVID safe and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, to be honest, it's been um, fantastic. You know, we love, I love it and, you know, love all mm. the families and all the kids and, you know, it's, it's unreal. But it's just, it's a constant challenge because, you know, any new business is hard, but it's, Throw in homeschooling and um, you know kids mm. with special needs and all this sort of jazz. It's been a very exhausting year, um, but mm-hmm. you know what? It is what it is. Mm. Onwards and upwards, I say. Yep. Um, so you know, no, no projects on the horizon. Just to get to the finish line and enjoy summer holidays, or anything exciting that you guys have got planned. Oh, everybody! Everybody's saying we should do our own podcast, mm. but. Uh, 
hundred percent. Talk to you about that. Um, yeah, it's just finding the you can come and hang out in this wardrobe that I yeah. <laughs> uh, finding the time to do it all. You know, I, I'm always wanting to do you know new things. Look, do you know what I've enjoyed though this year? This is a really bad thing, and I and you know, but we Liz and I, you know, we run school fairs and body and social, and we're very social. I've actually enjoyed not, not having to do you know the netball oranges no, and the footy things and all this sort of stuff. I actually like been a really nice year of not having to do other things for all the community things so um you know and I say I'm not going to do all that I'm not going to go back but I I know I will um yeah I know we love it we love it and the kids love it and you know I think Lila my daughter went to dance for the first time last night in like a park they've been doing it on zoom and she came home and I said how was and she said it was so good we're all just laughing and, and I could just see that, you know, her spirit was lifted because things are actually happening again, yeah. you know, albeit yeah. slightly differently. But it was just nice to see the kids. I think they have suffered a lot in yeah. this and it's just nice to see normality getting back to, you know, for them and, yeah. you know. Just connecting with our communities again. Oh, going back open. to school for them, you know. I mean, I know homeschooling was horrid to, to have to manage but, for the kids, oh, it was just so shit. Like that, you know, they mm-hmm. learn through play it's and they social and they play with your friends and, and, you know, innuendo on FaceTime and messages for the older kids now. And it's just not the way that they should interact um, mm-hmm. because their, their brains aren't wired to understand mm-hmm. sarcasm or yeah. whatever, you know, in print. So I think that that if that had kept going on, it was going to cause oh, yeah. way bigger problems and, you know, there's lots of great things about social media, but there's lots of shit things too, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. and we also just yeah, no, I agree. So that's that. My lots summer is time. Lots of summertime and lots of just time with friends and yeah. family and community. Yeah, that's a great idea. Mm. So, my closing question, and you're not allowed to choose each other just because I said so. Um, <laughs> who is the first person that comes to mind that inspires you? It doesn't have to be a woman. Uh, it oh, can come be. On. But... It has to be. Um, <laughs> Who's the first person that comes to mind? I was going to say uh, Notorious RBG. Oh, yeah, she was awesome, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg or whatever. Um, yeah. She came to mind first because we saw her documentary and we're like, yes. she is a fucking superstar. Um, Did you watch it with your daughter? Um, Ruth Bader Gin- Ginsburg or whatever, you know, yeah. Yeah, but did you did you watch the documentary with your daughter? or? Oh, with our daughter, sorry. Oh, um, no, with, our, with each other and our sister-in-law. Um, okay. We watch that. Yeah. So yeah, no, but actually, I should watch it with my yeah. with, with Lila. Uh, yep. Which is so cool. But how bad is that? We can't even think of anyone who surprises. Maybe Apart no one from does. each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I no one does. I was like, you can't think each other because that would be too easy. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to think. Because you always think, you know, to be honest, you always think celebrity. Yeah, you know, it's famous, famous people. Yeah. But it's like it doesn't actually have no, to be no, somebody no. who's famous. You know, yeah. it could be you know. Oh, do you know who I'm going to say? This is this is very close to home, Melissa, one of the mums from our school, who's just the most gentle and lovely person. She's got you know she's got a lot going on, and she's just you know she's mm. just she's always putting her hand up to help somebody, yeah. and yeah. you know I'd say Melissa. I'm going with voice. Ah, as in me? No, I'm oh, damn you. I'm going with Felicity. Uh, other Felicity. I mean, they tried to sneak that in there. <laughs> yeah, like who's going to have to give you? I think that's it. <laughs> God. Police. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> You'll have to get her to have a listen so she knows you can. I'll take payment um, from her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
she needs her yeah make sure she pays you that commission that she that's has right, you. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as soon as well, we up, I think of I think of someone. So I'll um I'll message yeah, you. Yeah, you will. We'll get off the, we'll get off the um recording and you'll be like, oh, there was yeah, actually this person. Yeah. It is true. Like we our brains can go automatically to celebrity. I've had a lot of um guests that say, you know, their mum or their sister or whatever. Hence why I was like, you can't say each other. Yeah, Just because yeah, you yeah. have to yeah. on the issue at the time. Time, but um, no, that's amazing, and and you guys have such wonderful friends and family around you. I know that um, they've been a huge support. Um, your community has been a huge support during, obviously, Liz's time um, in treatment and all of that. So um, I'm sure that the list is pretty endless of yes, people that are inspiring around you all. Well, well, longest podcast so far, but oh, you know, sorry. No, when you add two women to the mix, yeah. I think I was like, no way we're doing this in half an hour. We have a lot. To <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I didn't it was just crap on. Yeah. No, it. I was actually saying, I say this all the time. If you go on the podcast app and you look at any of the men that are top ranking, their podcasts go for like oh. two hours. Like I'm uh, just like trying to be polite and consider other people's time. Yeah. No. Nah. Yeah. a lot to say. Yeah, yeah. We'll make your ears bleed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. But um, we will make sure that all the bits and pieces and the videos that I mentioned earlier, um, which Liz is probably cringing at, but they were amazing. So I highly encourage you to have a watch and um, hear a little bit more about their stories. Um, But you can check them all out in the show notes. We'll also link to Liz's business. Um, And thank you both. I um, I hope they have a great summer holidays and um, it's been such a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you for joining us today and being a part of this incredible community. Remember to hit subscribe and join us in our next episode to be inspired by more exceptional women.